0: Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm Emily Lenore.
1: Hi, I'm Krista Mapes.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Gillian Larson. On this episode of Between the Stacks, we'll be discussing books that have been turned into movies, plus our segments Section Spotlight and Ask a Librarian. But first, some announcements.
1: We'd love to hear about what you're reading. Fill out the Google form to submit a book review, which is linked in the description of this episode. We'll post reviews on our bulletin board at Odell and may even feature a review or two in a future Between the Stacks episode, with your permission, of course.
2: Odell Public Library has Niabi Zoo and Putnam Museum passes available for checkout. Please note that you may need to call and reserve a time to visit per the organization's pandemic guidelines. The library is open without needing to make an appointment. Just stop by
0: during our open hours. We are continuing to offer curbside services on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Effective July 6th, we will be expanding our hours even more. Fines will also be reinstated, meaning materials will begin to follow the $0.10 per day late fee. We will be open Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 6, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 2 to 8, Fridays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays
1: from 10 to 3. If you have any questions, you can call or email us. As of this week, we are in week four of Summer Reading Club. If you have not already, please stop into the library to pick up your week four packet and craft supplies. Be sure to keep up with the emails and videos Miss Katie sends out as they contain important updates. Have fun and happy reading!
2: There is a small book sale inside the library currently located by the computer section. All books are free or by donation. So for this podcast's main segment, we like to talk about movies for some reason. There are a lot of books that have just been turned into movies. I think we might have spoken about books that were turned into either terrible movies or fan fiction that was turned into movies. But we kind of wanted to like open it up this week and talk about all kinds of books that were just made into a movie. So we have a huge list here. And I know that there are some opinions on these books and how well the movies turned out. But, uh, of course, Krista, do you want to talk about the, first, the so, first popular book that was turned into a film was?
1: Harry Potter. That's the first one we have up. And it's a good movie series, you know.
2: Yeah, we yeah, have a whole podcast dedicated to Harry Potter. Exactly. So if you haven't listened really to good. it, please check it out.
1: Uh, if you've read the books, though, you know that they've left out an important character peeves, which it sort of pees me off that they left out oh. peeves. Okay, Amen. but that's all I'm going to say about it, because we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. So the next movie we have up is Divergent, Ooh. which I've never read or watched. I
2: movies. and these were These were popular books when I was in junior high. I remember everyone was obsessed with these books. I don't know if it was just my school or my friend group, but I read the first two and then couldn't get past the third one, much like they made two movies and then made the first part of the last book, but then never picked up the rest of the movies because it did so poorly. So I would, I would say that we're not rating these at all by any means, but no. I think the first movie is pretty solid. Just my opinion.
1: Okay. I I'll agree with you because I have Cool. You never read them? I've never read them. Before. No. Emily,
2: did you ever read Divergent? No.
1: Yeah, so It was such
2: a cool concept. It was such a cool like yeah. young adult like it based in Chicago even. Like it was so cool. And mm-hmm. then it kind of it really fizzled out by the time I got to high school, which was depressing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was popular when I was in high school. Okay. I'll take Airgun. Did you
2: ever read Did you read it?
1: I did not read the book, but I watched the movie. Okay.
0: I watched the movie as well. I don't know what it is. It's a uh, book about dragons. It is a book
1: about dragons. So my sisters have read the book and they told me about it. And they're like, it's such a good book. Okay. And this movie came out in like 2006 and I went to go see it in theaters with my grandpa and my sisters. Oh. And it was horrible. <laughs> like I was, oh. I was nine at the time and all I could think of when I was watching this was what's going on? What's happening? Why did they do that? So, like, you know that it's not a good movie if you keep questioning
3: that.
2: Right. My thing for a bad so. movie is am I thinking about what I'm going to be eating after this? Leave yeah. Or if a joke. So Aragon was bad in the theater. Aragon was bad. Do you want to talk about A City of Bones? I know you really like this series. I
1: love this series. I mean, it's
2: by Cassandra Clare, right? Yes. Cool.
1: And I technically did not watch the movie, but my sister watched the movie. She watched it before me with her friends and came back to me and went, don't waste your money. (gasps) That's
2: (gasps) so sad when you've been so pumped for a movie and someone tells you, like, do not watch it.
1: I had a friend in high school. We were going to go for the weekend to see this movie. And my sister, like, told me that. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess my weekend just got free. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. So, I'm sorry
2: that happened to you. Well,
1: it's fine. Just. Oh, also, City of Bones got turned into. I know we are talking about movies, but. It yeah. Also
2: I mean, got got we're talking about TV books. Show. Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, Sh- oh, that's right. Shadow it did. Hunters, mm-hmm. It got turned into a TV show. I don't mind the TV show. I definitely think it could have been better. Mm. But. It's better than the movie. I believe
2: better in terms of leaving important things in, or just that they changed a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Well, they definitely took their own liberties with it, mm. but like the they sort of stayed to the plot line. Like they still changed stuff. And okay, I stopped watching it halfway through it because I didn't enjoy it anymore. But yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Has it? anyone seen any Nicholas Sparks movies? Unfortunately, yes. Which ones have you seen? I've seen The Notebook. Oh, the note. The note. Did you cry, or were you were you even were you just over it?
0: I sat there, and I wanted it to be over. Okay, because I'm not a romantic movies person. Oh
2: yeah, and that movie is that's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. I remember crying very hard during it, and I've, I don't know if those of you who've been listening for a while, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> things that have made me cry in the past i have a very complicated relationship with i want to i want to like them so badly but if i if i've violently sobbed over something it's kind of hard for me to get back into it
1: yeah i've never watched the notebook because i heard that it makes you cry and i don't like yeah to cry so yeah I've never watched it
2: there's that the miley cyrus movie the last song that was a book that was turned into a movie and then nicholas sparks oh dear john was mm-hmm. that one of his yeah, yeah. it was I think I saw that at a slumber party and I think I fell asleep. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't entertaining at all. Oh, well, we've got a recent one coming up. So there's a book series, uh, the first book is called The Knife of Never Letting Go. And it actually, I just looked it up. This chaos is the, this is the movie that's Chaos Walking. I don't know why they changed the name of it, but it's the Tom Holland movie with Daisy Ridley in it.
1: It was a released while in ago. February. If any of us have watched it yet? I haven't
2: seen it. It looked cool. The Hunger Games was obviously turned into four films.
1: Yeah. Did you, were you a fan of The Hunger Games? I Either liked of you? the books. Okay, cool. I liked the books. And the, the movies were, mm-hmm. you know, I think the casting was good. Okay. And the movies themselves were okay. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been better, but not awful.
2: So. Yeah. Emily, were you a Hunger Games person? Did you ever read them? Yeah, I read them all in sixth grade, and I saw
0: the movies, and... I
2: can't remember. <laughs> Were you? I feel like it, it was the same thing with Divergent at my school. I think
0: everyone was everyone them. was
2: talking about the Hunger Games. I was actually Katniss one Halloween. I had a brown wig and like a a Nerf bow with like a the pin and everything. Yeah, I, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, the Hunger Game, the Hunger Games was like my favorite. And I, I know a couple of our friends personally really like the Hunger Games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Still, did you read Miss Peregrine's Home?
1: I did. At did you really? Book. Yeah.
2: Huh. Emily, did you ever read that book? No, I got scared away because the pictures. Oh, I love I saw. I saw the movie. I never read the books and I thought the movie was okay.
1: I liked the movie and I watched the movie first and then read the oh, book. Oh, really? Actually. Okay. And I liked them separately. That's like, allowed. I, I liked the movie and I liked yeah. the book. However, the movie does not really follow what happens in the book. Okay. So. Okay.
2: Okay. I- it's interesting when movies can somehow make that happen. Uh-huh. When they when they kind of can exist on their own in their own different bubbles.
1: Yeah. And that's actually sort of how it goes with this next movie, mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle. That's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. I've never
2: movie. read the book, though. But you have.
1: I have. I've read the book, Howl's Moving Castle, and mm-hmm. by themselves, they are... Fantastic. There's even a chapter called Sophie and the Weed Killer. Okay. It's a hilarious chapter, but they didn't put it in the movie like at all. But like for good reason they Mm -hmm. wouldn't have had time. But separately they are both fantastic. I love them both. So
2: So I I like that you brought that up, the fact that there's not enough time in a two hour feature film to fit in, you know, it takes you ten hours to read a book let's say yeah. that's i think that's why i'm increasingly liking the the format of turning books into tv shows
1: because
2: mm-hmm. it it fits more of like the oh it left on a cliffhanger well that's just a chapter in- and yeah.
1: yeah yeah i i agree with that
2: mm-hmm. okay confession i own the hobbit i own the book okay. i feel very guilty i read the the first half of it
1: okay so i'm in the same boat i I own The Hobbit, okay. and I've only read the very like first few chapters. Okay, we should read The Hobbit <gasps> book, club. book
2: club. Emily, do you want to read The Hobbit? Sure. Cool. Have you seen the movies? No. Oh, you don't strike me as a very like Lord of the Ringy, <laughs> Lord no, of the of Ringy course. kind of person. <laughs> I guess
1: not.
2: Okay. No. And uh-huh. that's also another <laughs> good example of one book that was turned into three movies.
1: Yeah, it's a singular book.
2: Could have had a. Could have had a TV show, but that's okay.
1: It's fine. But singular book got turned mm-hmm. into three movies. Like yeah. Lord
2: of the Rings. How many books are there in the Lord of the Rings series?
1: There's three.
2: Is there really? Yeah. How many Lord of the Rings movies are there? When I was a three. kid, it seemed like there were too many.
1: It's just three. Three and three. What's the
2: the throne, the other one? The other big series?
0: The Game, uh, of Thrones? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yes. It's also a book. And yeah. th- In fact, the books aren't done yet. George Barton needs to get I thought going. he died. No, oh. he's still alive. Oh! He hasn't finished it, so the Game of Thrones ending was not... Could be just not what he intended.
2: The, the, I have not fi- seen the show, but I know that people were very angry at the yes. ending. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. did, you, uh, did you ever watch it? No. Okay. I haven't read the books either, but mm-hmm. I know... I remember that the filmmakers were just... They just had to write stuff mm-hmm. because they thought when they started... I think it was maybe... 7 or 8 years ago they thought that that books should be done by the time they get to the end but
2: George Barton has not written the rest
0: of that's the a, books. That's a
2: gamble. Anything could happen to that author and yes. you're just kind of like left in the yeah. left in the dust if they if they hit the dust, you know what I'm saying? No, George Barton is still very much around. Well, I'm yes. glad. I'm good for him. A Little Women is a classic book that I have a copy of at my house that I have never finished because it is so gosh darn long.
1: My mom actually suggested I read that in like junior high, mm-hmm. like sixth or seventh grade, and I tried, and I could not really? finish it. Like I just did not have the mm-hmm. willpower back then. Have either I, of you
2: seen the new film? No. Okay, I, I haven't. No, best.
0: but the costumes
1: are very.
2: <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about the costumes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have not.
2: Oh, they're like very not historically accurate. Uh, Ugg boots. Yes, Ugg it's like on the girls bringing it back to Game of Thrones. It's like the time that the coffee, like have you the, heard? You yes. guys heard of the coffee, the yes. coffee mug, the, cof- the, the coffee like cup the that was found. Cup, yeah, the Starbucks in. cup that was found in a shop because someone left it there. It's like someone was wearing UGG boots.
0: And also, the costumes didn't make much sense with the movie because these girls were supposed to be from like a not well-to-do background, and yet they all seem to have brand new clothes. It seems like the costume designer. I'm not telling her how to do her job, but it's like if I were to put it together, I wouldn't have them have all brand new and in style clothes. And, you know, like there would hand-me-downs involved. I hadn't read the book, so I...
2: Yeah, come on, Jacqueline Duran.
0: But <laughs> is there, like, a time? Like, I would think with any amount... There's a period of time over the in the book of, like, over a few years, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it's like, it's like... So, I think like, it's, like, you like five, would see... Five years. Yeah, so you would see, like, the older girls and the dresses to start, and then as time goes on, they would have different clothes and then mm-hmm. the younger girls would be wearing the same dresses later so
2: the younger kids are wearing more worn clothes because yeah. the older girls are getting new dresses but everything
0: yeah, looked was but like everything polished looked very I brand me new I mean that. Yes.
1: yeah I, I know about that and
0: also i think the movie ending was changed well there was also there's two I, little women movies yeah, I yeah there's old. 1994 with better costuming and then there's the 2019 that one has kirsten dunst in it and on rider?
1: I don't think so.
2: Yeah, Winona Ryder was in it, and Christian Bale, and Claire Danes, oh, and Christian Dunst. Oh, Joe,
1: that's right. Oh, I loved her. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Joe And Little Women. I think you're supposed to like Joe, though. So.
2: Yeah, Joe's like, and it's also a stage musical now.
1: Oh, well, look at that. Super interesting. The next movie we have up is The Fault in Our Stop. Yeah,
2: this was another book in middle school that everyone had to read. Yeah. Not had to read, but everyone was reading it and then you know, it was turned into a movie and it crushed my soul. I'll talk about it for a minute. <laughs> I wanna talk about us. it. I wanna talk about the the obsession that I went through in high school of, with it. No. I I've wanted to read the book for such a really long time. The problem is is that the book is like the, huge. I think the audiobook is like fifty hours or something. It has to be because it is it's yeah. But those the people who I've spoken to who have read It by Stephen King there's a lot of things in that book that are just very either inappropriate, strange or both that obviously you can't fit into a 2-hour feature film. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, like sorry. The listen, the listening length is 44 hours and 55 minutes. I don't have that amount of time. I could read 12 books in that time, I feel like. So no, I have not read it, but do I really like the the, the first movie in 2017? Love that movie. Chapter 2 came out a couple years ago. I didn't like it that much that's just my own personal opinion
1: yeah but that's okay
2: yeah it made me not afraid of clowns anymore that's awesome yeah
1: i I love clowns now i hate clowns still and i don't think uh that movie would change it either
0: No. (laughs) so your typical audiobook runs between like seven to fifteen hours is your typical I'm looking on Libby right now and I'm scrolling through audiobooks and there's some Good 7 Libby. 9 14 12 11 6 18 you, those are your typical run times. Yeah, so Game of nice. Thrones
2: is 34. Oh jeez. The whole the whole series or the first book? Um,
0: first This book? is just the book A Game <clears throat> of
2: Thrones. It is 34 hours. Okay. Well, this is a nice uh nice segue. Hey guys, if you're interested in Libby it still exists. <laughs> it's still an app. Hey. I recommend checking it out. It's We'd super cool. You can read ebooks, You can listen to audiobooks, all with the touch of a few little buttons. You can put holds on books like you could at a normal library and check things out for a certain period of time. It is super efficient. You can listen to it on the go, in the car, on a walk, in the rain, in the ocean. I don't care where you yeah. read an audio book as long you as you're know. reading. That's good. Good on you, bud. Please
1: don't read audio books. You can listen to audiobooks and read e-books, okay? did I say? Did I say read? Yeah, yeah you said well, I don't care you know, where you read audiobooks.
2: I was on a roll, and I don't think about the things that I say sometimes.
0: That's okay. Honestly, it was a fun commercial there, So if
2: you're interested in Libby, come to the front desk. We have a handout for you. I made it. We
1: are on the Maze Runner.
2: The Maze Runner. I don't have anything to say about this. I never read the book. I never watched a movie. Oh, well, I did. Hang on. No, I watched the first movie and then the second movie was so long.
1: I've only watched the first movie and I thought that was pretty good, but I haven't read the books.
2: I understand. Emily, did you ever, were you a Maze Runner person?
1: Everybody else was, so I was not.
2: Emily going against the status quo.
1: Okay, what about since high school musical?
2: High school. Was that a book? No, they no. It, they made them they, into, made books. It into books yeah, yeah. Like, you know what when I was a kid my mom never let me check them out I remember carrying a book up to the, the checkout of Moline Public Library when I was a little kid and it had uh, Troy Bolton's face on the cover of it and I was like mom I want to get this book everyone at school is reading it it's super cool Sense and
1: Sensibility
2: I love Sense and Sensibility have either of you seen it or read it? I had to read it for senior year for British literature
0: did you like it? Well, I listened to the audiobook instead, as performed by I'm Rosamund Pike. I what is she from? Is she an actress? Yeah, she she was in uh, Gone Girl. Okay, she has a British accent, and she read the audiobook, and I thought she did a great job, and it made
2: me like the book more. Interesting. Okay, I like that. Have you have you then seen the movie with no. Alan Rickman and? Isn't that Severus Snape? Yes. That is the, yes. yes it is I have seen not. It, seen it has. Movie. Oh my gosh! It has every British actor that exists in it, like Hugh Grant, Alan Just Rickman, everyone. <laughs> Kate Winslet. Have either of you read a *Me Before You*?
1: I have read *Me Before*. Have you, you?
2: seen *Me Before You*? I've seen it.
1: Okay, book-wise, I loved it. Okay, I really did. It made me cry. I wasn't like sobbing, mm-hmm. but it did like make me tear M- up. Messed you up a little bit. Yeah. Was, okay. Like, how can people be faced with that kind of decision? Like, mm. like I understood where yeah. the characters were coming from, but like, that's just hard. decision. Yeah. Like,
2: so you, you have not seen the movie, but you've uh, read the book read and it. Emily and I have both seen the movie. Do you like it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was sad.
2: It w- I mean, yeah, it was sad. I think it was a really good book, but I can't, I can't make the distinction between like, yeah, the, it was exactly like the book. Yeah. We should watch it sometime. We should. Oh man
1: The Golden Compass
2: The Golden Compass I never read this book But I, I remember watching the movie And it there were polar bears in it And a monkey
1: I don't know I've never And Nicole read Kidman the
2: book. Nicole Kidman owned a monkey
1: Never read the books Never seen the movies And then
2: there was so. a little girl Who wrote on polar bears or something Something about a compass And they made the first movie And it was it was like left on a cliffhanger And then they never made any more Because it did so poorly
1: Probably because it wasn't like yeah, a book Exactly there's a
0: kind of a person who reviews like books and stuff on YouTube. He's a series on his channel called Lost in Adaptation. Ooh. And he just put out a video um, about the Golden Compass, Lost in Adaptation. I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't read the book or watched the movie, but I think that is kind of a interesting series. Yeah. What's
2: that YouTuber's name? Dominic Noble. Okay. Can we link him in the episode? We can. Cool. So if you guys okay. want to check out any of his videos. that He has, uh, yes, he covers a lot
0: of books. He has one called Twilight Made Me Question the <gasps> Existence of Love. <laughs> Send that to me right now. I will. Right now. Here it is. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, a lot of videos about books. Well, it, it's all about books and like movies and like kind cool. of. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really
2: interesting channel. So it fits in with our episode. That's great. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. I'm sure everyone and their mom is wanting to know about the Shadow and Bone series. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of people are liking
1: it. Okay, so I've watched the TV show, and I love it. I have not read the books. Okay. However, one of my sisters has read the books, and she's saying that the TV show is better. <gasps> I know. it. This that never, never happens. This never happens, but that's what she said. That is so cool. So, okay. I don't know how accurate the statement Shout is. Shut up and vote.
2: Would you say that she would still recommend reading the book, or was she basically like, all bets off, watch the show? I
1: I'm sure she would still be like, you should read the books Mm. to know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. But I think she's liking the show. Nice. So, yeah.
2: It's your time to shine. It's my time to shine. Hey, uh, guys, I just want to talk about Flowers in the Attic for five minutes. (gasps) Flowers in the Attic, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast. I feel like I have flashbacks every time I see something that I love. I'm like, I've mentioned this on the podcast. Flowers in the Attic, I believe has been turned into like I think it was a movie in the 80s they turned it into a film in 1987 and then they they turned it into another film in 2014 and I did not know this I guess they went ahead and made movies of the next two books which I have read as well but I have not watched them but Flowers in the Attic I mean, there's just something about that book that I really enjoy all I can say is that the book is great and the 2014 ad- adaptation of Flowers in the Attic is also very good. It's also very triggering. So if you don't do well with things, I would not recommend watching it. Emily, do you want to take Captain Underpants? Captain I Underpants. love this movie. Wait, so Captain Underpants... Did they did they turn a specific Captain Underpants book into a film? Or is it just generic?
0: Okay, Captain there are a few Captain Underpants media now. Uh, there is the movie. There is a Netflix series, which I enjoy a lot cool (laughs) even though it's probably meant for children younger than myself but that's okay i have have a great time watching it (laughs) so there's a lot of captain underpants books so the captain underpants dreamworks movie it's not exactly based on any of the books but the two that i would say it most takes inspiration from or covers Mm -hmm. is the first one the adventures of captain underpants And I'm not sure what number this is in the series. Oh, this is the ninth one. This one is The Terrifying Return of (laughs) Tippy Tinkle Trousers. (laughs) But he must appear somewhere in the series before. Uh Because it makes no sense to have your inspiration for the movie be books one and nine. (laughs) he must be before somewhere, we just don't have that book. But that's the main villain in the movie. Okay. And then the Netflix series just is a lot of stuff. A lot of fun. Is it
2: kind of like Spongebob? like kind of like in the style of like oh it's like an episode here or there. Or is it like um, each book is animated? I don't think it's each book. So there there have been multiple musicals that have been books. Dear Evan Hansen is one of them. Be More Chill is another for people who are into more modern musicals, but Cats was a book of poems by T.S. Eliot and Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, "Hey, I'm going to take that book and make it into a musical." You know, what he also did Phantom of the Opera by <laughs> Gaston Leroux. "I'm going to take that book and turn it into a musical." And they're successful. Yeah. They're, they're so... And they've been turned into movies, too. Well, the Cat movie... Please don't watch Cats 2019. <laughs> I beg of you. I beg of whoever is listening.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Go for the filmed VHS oh. version in, like, 1999. That is the greatest version of Cats to exist. Okay? I, lo- I like the fan of the Opera book. But the Gerard Butler... Please don't watch that one, either. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Chances are, if Andrew Lloyd Webber makes a stage musical, you should watch a stage musical. And if they make a taped version of that musical, in the, on stage, watch that. That is so good. But if they make a movie, no, don't do don't it. Don't do it. I can't speak for In the Heights, though. That's that something that just just came out. Yeah, that so the, is going to be good. I, didn't it already come out? Like yesterday.
0: I don't I think know.
1: So the, I think it's coming out at least soon. If it if,
0: if it's Lin Manuel already. Miranda is involved, it's going he to is. be good. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Also, Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton was a book the book
2: by Ron Chernow titled Hamilton. It's a non- I think it's the only non-fiction book on this list Probably. that has been turned into a fictional film. Yeah. Sort of like a yeah, Wicked and Les Mis were also both books before they were turned into musicals. So I know it's not like a movie, but for anybody it's who's picky, they've been filmed.
1: The Da Vinci Code, have not read, have not watched.
0: I have not read it. I'm planning on it. It's, it's on my list. It's like one of Lindsay's favorite books and things ever. I watched it and it's fantastic. And I can't wait to see the next two. And Tom Hanks is a cool dude. And also, I love- <laughs> am I allowed to say spoilers or like should I not? Or You can. Okay. We'll just- they did change some of it. So in the book, Tom Hanks' character and the other, like the leading lady, are supposed to be in like a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, they're not. And that's I just liked that a lot better. That's interesting. You think Hollywood
2: would take advantage of? I liked more
0: having them having like a like a partner in crime kind mm-hmm. of like relationship, and not like romantically connected. And I I just I don't know. I just liked it as like The Bachelor's backs. I
1: enjoyed that.
0: I I, I just liked it a lot better. I haven't read the book, but I am planning on reading the book, so I do know that's a change. But like I just
2: I liked it that way nice at this point in history you could probably pick a book off the shelf and it's probably been made into a film at this point most likely i feel like it
1: or the general like concept of that Mm -hmm. book has been made into a movie yeah so yeah
2: So we are going to talk about our newest segment, Section Spotlight, where we highlight a section in the library and we give you guys some cool facts about it and what books are in it. So this week we are talking about our Let's Talk About It section, which it's it's very tiny compared to what we've spoken about so far. We've talked about the Easy and Junior sections, but in this tiny little section, it's located right above the Easy Reads. It is marked with purple stickers on the spine. And these books are about topics that are a little bit more tough topics to introduce to kids. So books uh, about grief, books about stress. There's a book about moving that I feel like if I would have had this book as a child, it would have helped me in some ways. Yeah, and, and more importantly there, we have some books that cover body safety. And here with us today is actually a body safety expert, Miss Peterson. There's a book called My Body Belongs to Me from My Head to My Toes. And this is a book that teaches kids all about consent, which, as we know, is very, very important. But it's more so about like, yes, I would like to accept a hug. Sometimes I like when my body touches other people, but sometimes I don't. They're geared towards, I would say, kids- Probably, probably, probably kindergarten to about yeah. fifth grade. Fifth grade is kind of old for these, but they're but just a really good tool for parent. <laughs> me speaking as I'm not a parent, but.
1: But it would be a good tool for a parent who is wanting to talk about some of these tough topics mm-hmm. that unfortunately do come up when you are a parent. Like
2: if a, if a pet passes away or if or a. A traumatic event happens in the family. There's there's some that deal with racism.
1: I think there's one that deals with divorce even.
2: Divorce. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple that deal with autism.
1: There's also some about just feelings in general, mm-hmm. like if you're feeling sad or angry, it just broaches that topic and how yeah. it's okay to feel that way.
2: Okay. There's a, there's about 25 books in this tiny little section that we have, but there are more on the way.
1: Also, also
0: yeah. I wanted to add in there, and all of these books are written by people who have degrees in either child psychology or mm. education or PhDs in areas, so it's really well
2: done, researched and really your top notch, like they're high quality books. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to pick one up and and wonder if your kid is really going to get the message of it. I mean, yes, they're they're really, really, they're really good books. Yeah. Yeah. And and more importantly, there we have some books that cover body safety. And here with us today is actually a body safety expert, Miss Peterson. So
0: I guess if you could start by telling us like your name and um, the organization you, you represent and just kind of like introduce the program for us.
3: Sure, thank you. My name is Edie Peterson, and I'm with the YWCA of the Sauk Valley. I'm at the Sterling office, which is at 412 First Avenue in Sterling. We do have offices in Dixon. I am one of two prevention educators. We also do counseling. As a prevention educator, one of my programs that I do is at the schools and I bring two bears, Bo and Brenda, and we teach body safety. So body safety is pretty much what we teach in all the schools, K through sixth grade. So that's what I'm hoping at the library to bring Bo and Brenda. So one, they can see them And maybe review a little bit, if if someone is familiar, because I teach at both North and uh, South Side Morrison schools. Those are in our areas. I should have mentioned the schools that we cover is all of Lee County and Whiteside County. So we have kiddos all over. And what I was hoping to do is to see if they remember when we talk about the rule Mm -hmm. And this is something that we make sure, lesson one, that they know the body safety touching rule, that no one should look at or touch the private parts of their body, less it's to keep them clean or healthy. And they really get, like, thinking, what does that mean? I go in and all of a sudden I'm kind of talking a lot and showing embarrassment. So we take a little break and think, wait a minute. If you need help with a bath or shower, that's okay. If you change those stinky diapers, you're keeping a baby clean, some of you are babysitting. But also, if you need to see a doctor, it's okay that they examine you. So we're really sure to make sure they know those two rules, keeping you clean or healthy. If it's not keeping you clean or healthy, then we really wanna make sure they learn three smart words. Now this is what we make sure every school knows. And we have pencils, it's a silver pencil with three smart words on it. And those words are no, go, and it's very important they know. If someone's not keeping them clean or healthy, they can say no. Use their voice. And what rhymes with no, go, get out of there. Go to a safe place. But the most important, we want to make sure they know it's okay to tell. And keep telling until someone helps them. And if someone ever tells them to keep a secret about this, it's not safe. So that's really our body safety program, but it's to make sure they know they didn't do anything
2: wrong it's not their fault they did nothing wrong yes hybrid, right? absolutely <laughs> yes. yeah we're highlighting our uh we have a section called let's talk about it it's a section of books that we have that cover topics that are a little bit difficult for uh young minds to kind of wrap their heads around it first so parents have an easier time talking to their kids about things like grief or, or social injustices and consent, which is why we called you. We figured it would be a good fit. So let's talk about some books.
3: Wow. Well, uh, going through the books, again, everything we do is age appropriate. Bo and Brenda just happen to be appropriate for every age. So that's why they're always kind of included in the first section of, you know, our presentations but so and and then we'll follow up with a video appropriate to that age and the same thing we'll follow up with a book appropriate to that age and one of the first books we start with in preschool is because believe it or not you know Morrison with your preschool mm-hmm. and those great preschool teachers we are there and this book is some parts are not for sharing and It's funny how this little tiny book is filled with pictures of fish wearing swimsuits. (laughs) The colorful little book is just amazing because it it reminds parents that everybody has a body Mm -hmm. and private parts are not for sharing. So, and it's funny, this tiny little book, sometimes I have to read it twice, show me again. So we love We love that book but then we moved to kindergarten and this truly has become a fan favorite it's miles is the boss of his body and since it's such a good book it's kind of funny but we we show this again in third grade but this book miles is the boss of his body we read it in kindergarten but Somehow, we brought it back into third grade because they really have forgotten about it. And it's funny because Miles has a birthday, but everyone wants to touch Miles. They want to give him noogies on his head. Grandma wants to squeeze him too tight, pinch his cheeks. Even when the pizza is delivered, touch the top of his head. And Miles says, spoiler alert, (laughs) enough is enough. I am the boss of my body. But he does it in a cute way that makes sure everyone knows that he wants to be um, treated with respect. So the next book that we have, and this one is in first grade, Do You Have a Secret? And just like I talked to you at the beginning, body safety. If someone's not keeping you clean or healthy and they're touching you in a way that you don't like. And especially if it's a grown-up and says, this is our secret. Well, this book is all about not keeping safe secrets. Because we know, happy secrets are... If we're having a surprise party, if we're all going to jump out of cake and tell Emily, how to bring <laughs> her candy and, you know, treats, that would be a fun surprise. But if it's not gonna make you happy and you're nervous inside so this we go through lots of secrets that if it's a yucky feeling and you just don't feel good about keeping it then it's not okay so this is really a nice book and that is for our first graders second graders they're kind of sad no means no and this Janine sanders you'll see she's one of our favorite authors She has several books out, and I have a couple from her, but boy, this book, she's just a feisty little girl, and people want to play games and tickle her sometimes in ways she just doesn't like. It's not okay, and she comes up with other ideas for games that, no, a, a cousin who just wants to wrestle and tickle, well, it makes her feel uncomfortable. So throughout the book, she says no means we can play catch, baseball. She comes up with other fun ideas, but also with friends at school. And I see this lots of times when I'm at school that friends want to hold hands and you just don't feel like it. So it's okay to say no means no And she's a sassy little thing. These books, I sent you the list. The last two books that we go through are a little bit heavier. They're truly both my favorites. Fourth grade is a book. Some secrets should never be kept. And again, it's that same author, Jamie Sanders. And she is just incredible. She tells a story about a cat and a brave knight. But this brave little knight has a secret for one, one of the richest men in the castle is offering to help them. And if he tells his secret, his mom will lose her job. But it's not a safe secret. So it's really a touching story of bravery. And that's what we know about body safety so many children they're afraid to speak up so this is just a great book about finding your voice and the last book that we read is with our fifth graders and it's called the kid trapper and this one written by julia cook i guess i didn't go through all the authors but they're on that list this one goes a little bit deeper than body safety because it's something we introduce in fifth grade, where friends, and strangers, try to gain your trust and try to befriend you. And it's something, it's called grooming. And a lot of, we don't understand why this happens, but we explain grooming is something in the morning, we all groom ourselves, <laughs> we get ready for school. Grooming, we groom our dog. I have horses, so I like to groom horse when you get ready for fairs. All of that takes time. And if someone is going to harm you in a way or by safety, sometimes they prepare you. So this story is our our most intense because it starts out with a butterfly getting trapped in a web. And how is he trapped? Well, just like this young boy, a neighbor moves into the neighborhood, an older man who lets him play video games offers him in fifth grade, alcohol. Ask him for hopes. He gains his trust, and he convinces him that um, if he tells someone what they're doing, that he'll be in trouble. So this is a very a big book about grooming and why you, you need to always tell. tell. So it's, it's really good. Again, all of our books come out with happy endings <laughs> like that. I think parents will find them really a good tool you, you mentioned some things that i had sent you ahead of time i wonder if i can let you know about our summer reading adventure oh yes yeah, of yeah. course absolutely yes. okay well that this just i'm just gonna jump from the books to our summer reading adventure with Bo and brenda because we're giving away all those books that i just mentioned every single one of those. Um, We're looking for parents that are really interested. So all they have to do is find my name on the flyer, Edie Peterson, and they have to email me their child's name, grade their school. And we just want to make sure that they're going to spend time reading it Mm -hmm. and you know, we'll be we'll be doing a follow up just to make sure. Hey, did you read it okay? And then you know, we'll have a little prize for them, and you know, we can give to them. But we we just think these are such good books. Mm-hmm. So this is our summer reading adventure, and this is the first year I've done this. So it's really more you know for all ages because we have a book that is not on our reading list that we're doing at school, but I don't have it right in front of me but it is a book wait i'm gonna hold up and get it just so i can see the name it is a book on consent Mm, and this one if anyone is sixth grade and older if they are interested this is a very detailed book it's a lot of good information for parents you know when is it time you know to start having these conversations i will have some fun sunglasses And some stadium cups and crayons, and I'll have some coloring sheets of Bo and Brenda Bear. So I hope that helps. So that's a lot of information about our program.
0: Yeah. Well, I was that was really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was really
2: good.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you so much um, for letting me share this information. Yeah, hopefully it'll
2: help some people. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank
3: you, ladies all, so very much. It was my pleasure to be here, and, you know, I look forward to being there Monday. Welcome
2: to our last segment, Ask a Librarian. Keeping on the topic of books that were made into movies, are there any books that you guys know of that haven't been turned into movies that you would love to see on screen? My answer is faded the werewolf from the
1: Titanic <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf from the Titanic book.
2: No, that's a joke.
1: I, uh,
2: no, that's, seriously, I'd like to I would I mean I still would love be, to see it.
1: That'd be good. No. <laughs> I really enjoyed this book. It's called This Savage Song by Victoria Schwab. So, it's about this girl who wants to be like just like her father who mm-hmm. is like so it's such a good book though because this girl it's about this girl and this boy and this boy Actually, like, there's these monsters in this book who are shadows. And there's, like, different types. Oh, cool. And they can, like, steal your soul and make you into more monsters. And there's only this one type of monster can uh, steal your soul, Mm -hmm. but only by using music. Mm -hmm. And there's only three of them. And the boy in this one, August Flynn, is one of them. He uses a violin. Mm-hmm. There's another one who uses a guitar and another who sings. Oh wow. yeah. and they steal your soul. but those Dude. three only steal the souls of those who have sinned and they can actually see if you have sinned. What? Yeah,
2: that sounds super cool.
1: It's so good.
2: That sounds amazing. So I want to read that.
1: It's really good. I'm gonna
2: add that to my read list on Goodreads.
1: There you go. but yeah. So that was, that would be my book that I would like to be turned into a movie or even a TV series.
2: Mm,
0: mm -hmm. It's a
1: duology book. So there's a second one. Yeah, it's allowed. Uh, Oh, I love that book.
0: Thanks for the trouble. I love that one so much too. I'll let Emily, I like it. So this book is thanks for the trouble by Tommy Wallach. Parker Sante hasn't spoken a word in five years. While his classmates plan for bright futures, he drifts alone, hanging out in hotels, watching the guests. But when he meets a silver-haired girl named Zelda Toth, a girl who claims to be a quite bit older than she looks, he'll discover a few things left worth living for.
1: It's such a good book. I read it when it first came out. It looks cute. It's good.
0: I would love it to be a movie, and I...
1: (laughs) Yeah, that guy just, like, people watches all the time without, like, actually going out and living. Oh. So that's mainly the concept of the book. Yeah. Um, Cute. And he's also, and
0: I think he's a
2: bit suicidal.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> Great. He commits suicide, I believe. Yeah. So that's
2: a trigger um, warning on this book.
1: Yes. But, but the girl Zelda, she, there's uh, this aspect to it where she's actually, she's living forever. Like, she actually was born back, during like World War II or oh something Oh my gosh, like wait,
2: there's, so there's like a supernatural element to it? Yeah. Dude, that's like so much cooler. Okay, yeah. what's the next one, Emily? So there's a ton.
0: Obviously, I'd like for my books to be turned into movies someday, but a couple that I picked out, Girl in Disguise by Greer McAllister. With no money and no husband, Kate Warren finds herself with a few choices. The streets of 1856 Chicago offer a desperate widow mostly trouble and ruin, unless that widow has a knack for manipulation and an unusually quick mind. In a bold move no other woman has tried, Kate convinces legendary Alan Pinkerton to hire her as a detective. Battling criminals and co-workers alike, Kate immerses herself in the dangerous life of an operative, winning the right to tackle some of the agency's most toughest investigations. But is the woman she's swapped becoming capable of any and all lies? swapping identities like dresses. The true Kate, or has a real disguise been the good girl she always thought she was? And also, Mm. Kate Warren, she was involved, so basically, Abraham Lincoln. Oh my God. Because, you know, I can't talk about anything else. Because you
2: can't, yeah, your Abraham Lincoln is my Twilight.
0: I, I can't talk about anything else. So there was a plot when he was going to DC to get inaugurated. There was going to be a kidnapping plot in baltimore and she was one of the operatives who helped foil that basically they had lincoln dress up like an old person and put him in a wheelchair and she was like his like caretaker companion um, and he was like dressed in like an old lady kind of like a shawl he didn't have a top hat on he didn't have a top hat on
2: <gasps> he's not and him and he was in a
0: wheelchair and that it, they took him off they t- took him off the train early in baltimore instead of sending him like all the way to dc on that train and that saved his his life before he was inaugurated so that that's rad it's that's amazing yes
1: okay i agree let's make that book into a movie
0: i would love to see it oh and okay the second book i have here is daughter of a daughter of a queen by sarah bird Though born into bondage on a miserable tobacco farm in Little Dixie, Missouri, Kathy Williams was never allowed to consider herself a slave. According to her mother, she was a captive bound by her noble warrior blood to escape the enemy. Her means of deliverance is Union General Philip Henry, smash him up Sheridan, the outcast of West Point, who takes the raw-bone, prideful young woman into service. At war's end, having tasted freedom, Kathy refuses to return to servitude and makes her monumental decision— to disguise herself as a man and join the army's legendary buffalo soldiers alone now in the ultimate man's world kathy must fight for her survival and freedom and she vows to never give up on finding her mother her little sister and the love of the only man strong and noble enough to win her heart inspired by the stunning true story of private williams this american heroine comes to vivid life in a sweeping and magnificent tale of one woman's fight for respect and independence so this really happened dang
2: and it needs to be a movie and that's all I have to say. Okay. So I have three books. I'll fly through them really fast. the The Red Queen series, which oh, I just yes. learned that is actually being turned into a TV show. So they beat me to it. But it's the Red Queen. By a Victoria Aveyard, and she's actually on TikTok, so you should follow her I if do. you're on TikTok. She makes TikToks about all of her books, which are pretty funny. And The Red Queen is a really cool—it's like a young adult fantasy book. I totally um, recommended
1: that series to you. By you book. did,
2: you totally did, and I love the first book, but neither of us have finished the series, so oh. maybe we should do that someday. And then uh, The Jewel is uh, a oh, series yeah. by Amy Ewing. I recommended this to you when you read it, and uh-huh. we both love the series and it is it's kind of it's kind of the same thing it's about a girl named uh, violet and she has supernatural powers obviously these houses of of royalty hire these young women or rather they buy these young women who are trained at a facility they've had powers since they were very young these people come and capture them they teach them how to hone their powers for very specific things when they should be used elsewhere if that makes sense um
1: it's sort of like a Handmaid's Tale.
2: Yeah, it's like The thing. Red Queen meets Handmaid's Tale. And last but not least, I want The Song of Achilles to be turned into a movie.
1: Yes! I have not read that book yet, but I really want... Uh, it's on my uh, to-be-read list, so...
2: I, if I watched that film, if that was turned... I, I, like, I saw it in my mind as a movie as I was reading it, and I need to see it and on screen.
1: Yeah, but is it, Like, movies always disappoint me. I'm I sorry know. to say this, but, like...
2: It would give me something to look forward to, at least. I mean,
1: that's what happened to the City of Bones series. Eh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I really wanted that to be made into a movie, and then they did it, and I'm like, it sucks.
2: But there's a chance that it could be good.
1: There is a chance, and they, they are getting a lot better at making yeah. movies that are actually to the book.
2: Yeah. So. I feel like The Song of Achilles would be a good film. Yeah. Anyway, those were our long-winded answers about which...
1: <laughs> Krista
2: had one book. I had one. I would...
0: I and obviously, there are more. I couldn't list them
2: all here. Dread Nation? But...
0: Oh, that would be so uh, good. Yes. If you okay. have a question for, for Ask a Librarian, send us an email with a subject in line between the stacks at ask.odell.library at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Tune in on July 5th for the next episode, and until then, HAPPY READING!
1: Between the Stacks is hosted and written by Gillian Larson, Krista Mapes, and Emily Lenore special thanks to the entire odell library staff library board and friends of odell thanks to all of our wonderful patrons who support the library and thank you so much for listening to this podcast